Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Geek Briefs. This is your host Barbara. Welcome back. This week's streaming movie of the week is Justice League Doom. For those that haven't watched Doom, I'm going to warn you now that I'm going to go into spoilers. This is one of those movies that I enjoy analyzing, and to do that I need to explain my perspective on comics. When I was younger, I loved mythology. It had uh, epic stories of flawed gods and brave heroes going on journeys of discovery and adventure. These stories made me appreciate the richness of comics. Comics are our modern tales of mythological gods and heroes. We look at characters like Superman, Green Arrow, and Hawkman the same way those in ancient times looked at Hercules, Odysseus, and Orpheus. I love their backstory, their exposition, their mythos. Some of the greatest stories ever told have been written in comics, and some of the finest artwork ever seen has been created to complement the stories of comics. I can't tell you how many times I've looked at a panel in a comic and wished it was larger just so I could frame it on my wall. Comics have that combination of beauty and intelligence that can enthrall me. And when I discovered a good story has been made into an animated feature, I get excited. And that's how I felt when I discovered the JLA story Tower of Babel was made into a DC animated feature. And then I nearly lost my pudding when I found out that not only Tower of Babel was going to be made into an animated feature, but that it was also going to have epic voice talent from some of the finest DC animated series. The lineup is impressive. There's Tim Daly, Michael Rosenbaum, Kevin Conroy, Susan Eisenberg, Carl Lumley, Nathan Fillion, and Bumper Robinson is joining the cast as Cyborg. It's a reunion of voice actors who've made their mark as modern-day animated incarnations of these icons. You have Tim Daly, who played Superman in the late 90s animated series. Daly has reprised the role several times over the last few years in movies like Superman, Batman, Public Enemies, and Apocalypse. Susan Eisenberg and Carl Lumley are returning to their Justice League animated series roles as Wonder Woman and Martian Manhunter. Michael Rosenbaum has had both feet in the animated and live-action DC arena. The animated world knows him primarily as the Flash Wally West in the Justice League series. However, you'll probably recognize him for his stellar performance as Lex Luthor in the television series Smallville. Rosenbaum left the show after about seven seasons, but reprised his role for the series finale. Currently, you can see his likeness being used in the Smallville Season 11 comic written by Brian Q. Miller. In Justice League Doom, he plays the Barry Allen version of The Flash. Nathan Fillion has floated in the DC animated universe in a number of different roles, but is currently in the role of Green Lantern Hal Jordan. He's played Vigilante and Spy Smasher in the Justice League series, Steve Trevor in the Wonder Woman animated movie, and Green Lantern in the Emerald Knights, and recently in the Robot Chicken DC Comics special. Finally, to round out our Justice League members is Kevin Conroy, who's been associated with the role of Batman for the past 20-plus years in the form of animated television, movies, and video games. Justice League Doom is a story that at its heart deals with the issue of power and trust. Batman, without the knowledge of his teammates, has developed psychological profiles and tactics to take down members of the Justice League should they become a threat. Mirror Master is employed by Vandal Savage to infiltrate the Batcave and hack Batman's system to steal his contingency plans for the JLA. In developing these plans without his associate's knowledge, he abuses his own power. The Justice League has the greatest and most powerful heroes in its ranks. They're there to keep a sense of order in the world. 
These are the people that have the power to change how things work on a global scale. And if they ever were to make choices that went against the wishes of the people, there would be very little anyone could do to stop them. And in this story, this is Batman's perspective when it comes to the League. He sees himself as their watchdog. It's his responsibility to make sure that none of these heroes crosses that unseen line intentionally or unintentionally. The original story was in JLA issues number 43 to 46, and it raised an important question about those that wield power like superheroes. What would happen if they were compromised, if their minds were controlled, if they were manipulated, if their powers were used for ill ends? It's not that Batman doubts the heroism of his colleagues. He knows that the Flash and others won't willingly betray humanity. But he also knows the dangers that are in the world. He knows that there are people with mind control abilities. There's different varieties of kryptonite that can affect Superman in different ways. There's people with body switching powers. And there are potential psychological influences that could cause a hero to go down a slippery slope that they may not be able to easily climb back up from. So Batman's main concern is that the powers of his colleagues in the League can be abused by others. It's a valid concern. It makes sense that Batman would make plans for that scenario. The problem lies in the way in which he goes about doing this. There have been more than a few stories where the line between good and evil can be blurred. Superman and Batman can be spun as villains just as easily as they can be seen as heroes. No true supervillain sees themselves as the heavy. A character like Lex Luthor sees himself as the hero. He's willing to do what others are unable or too afraid to do. Luthor will always base his actions on the fact that he's the hero. He's trying to stop Superman because he's an alien. He has too much power. He's a freeloader soaking up the adulation of little people. In Luthor's eyes, we don't know what this alien's ultimate agenda is and at what point he's going to go bad. It's the villain's justification for doing what he's doing. So long as it can be justified, it's acceptable behavior for a villain to abuse his power. In Doom, Savage assembles a group of villains with personal vendettas against specific League members and offers to pay them handsomely to coordinate an attack against the League. Cheetah goes up against Wonder Woman, Mirror Master versus Flash, Bang goes head-to-head with Batman, Malfa Ock torments Martian Manhunter, Star Sapphire shakes up Green Lantern, and Metallo takes down Superman. One by one, each League member, including Batman, has been targeted and taken out of action. Thankfully, a non-League member comes to the rescue. Once everyone is back at Watchtower to lick their wounds, Batman reveals that he was the one that developed the attacks, having studied the others for physical and psychological vulnerabilities. Understandably, everyone is outraged, but Batman stands firm on his decision and advises a group on a way to track down the Legion of Doom. Glorious battle ensues and our stalwart heroes are able to thwart Savage's plans. Batman's mistake in the story is that he sets himself up as the watchdog of the Justice League without informing them of his reasons. In doing so, he abuses his own power and ends up being the weak link that nearly destroys the entire League and nearly obliterates two-thirds of the Earth's population. If he had gotten the group together, announced his concerns, advised a course of action that would involve checks and balances of power, none of this would have happened. By the end of the story, Superman goes to Batman and gives him a piece of kryptonite. He admits to Batman that he may mess up. He might become a threat one day, and it's important that someone is out there that has the means to take him down. Superman understands the potential threat that he might pose and takes steps to ensure checks are put into place. What I love about comics is that these story concepts are constantly explored in different ways through everyday runs and elseworld tales. 
It's interesting to find out what could happen if a character does go too far, if they do cross that line. In comics, heroes and villains alike have a line drawn in the sand that they either willingly or steadfastly refuse to cross. What's interesting is that the only way to clearly define this moral line is to see someone cross it. In this way, we strengthen its meaning and redefine its purpose in the lives of all those in that universe. How should we deal with the power that is granted to us? How do we deal with those that have power over us? Comic books, much like science fiction literature and television shows, can serve as an outlet to discuss these kinds of social concerns. They can provide a voice that puts these kind of ideas into an easily digestible format. That's our show for today. For next week's streaming movie of the week, I'm going to change things up a bit. Next week, I'm going to review Season 1 of Robot Chicken. Since the episodes run 10 to 12 minutes, the overall runtime of the entire series is 215, which is shorter than most feature presentations. It's currently available on Netflix Instant Watch. If anyone wants to sit down and share your thoughts about the series, or anything else for that matter, the email is geekbriefs at live.com. You can also contact the Geek Briefs Studios at the Twitter account at geekbriefs, or the Geek Briefs Facebook page. Thanks for joining me for Geek Briefs. I'll see you next time.